Number 10. <laughs> oh, wow, we've missed that. <laughs> Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the music. Everybody have fun tonight. <laughs> Everybody Wang Chung tonight. <laughs> the movies. I'll have what she's having. And the parties. No one in my family ever drinks. That's great. You probably never run out of ice your whole life. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. I think we're all going to enjoy this little treat. I got the recipe from the ladies' home journal. The mail got wet in the rain, so some of the pages ran together. But what I couldn't read, I just improvised with my own little creative ideas. You see, it's got uh, raisins in it. You like raisins. Now, don't give me that pouty look of yours. That's it? You don't have anything else to say to me today? What would you like me to say, Sam? Any girl who calls up a boy is just asking for trouble. Oh, Maggie, there's nothing wrong with calling a boy. I think it's terrible. Girls chasing boys. When I was your age, I never chased a boy or called a boy or sat in a parked car with a boy. Who the hell are you? I'm Owen's friend. Owen doesn't have a friend. That's because he's shy. No, he's not. He's fat and he's stupid. Get out of my house. If you don't let me gut out this house and make it my own, I will go insane and I will take you with me. No wire hangers. What's wire hangers doing in this closet when I told you no wire Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your old pal Spearsy. And Brad in his den. And today we do the obligatory Mother's Day show by honoring the worst movie moms of the 80s. Kids suck. Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Podcast Network. You can find our podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and the CLNS Media mobile app. Hey, 80s Nation, if you're an 80s historian and... Who among us is not? That belongs in a museum. So do you. Why are you listening to the show if you're not? It's certainly not for the the sparkling wit and glorious content available on this podcast and Wikipedia. Oh, oh, irony. Oh, no, no. We don't get that here. See, uh, people ski topless here while smoking dope, so irony is not really a, a high priority. We haven't had any irony here since about... Uh, 83, when I was the only practitioner of it, and I stopped because I was tired of being stared at. What we're trying to say is, you might have noticed, we've done shows before on Movie Moms, but it's been, depending on how new of a fan you are, it was either 10 years ago or 3 years ago, and other hosts might have been involved, and other movies might have been involved. To quote the great Moby Dick, (laughs) a number of years ago, never mind how many. Exactly. Just consider this the Moby Dick episode of Stuck in the 80s. That is humor. 
I recognize that. This is Mother's Day weekend, and we're in quarantine hell still. And that sometimes involves quick and lazy thinking. And that's what this show is all about today. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We're going to rank our top 10 worst movie moms. And we'll have some fun with that. We'll, We'll try to explain why we think they're horrible moms. To be honest... You really can't go much deeper than ten. After you, even ten was kind of a stretch for us. So, yeah. it, if we're wrong, I would love to get emails from people saying, you know, here's some of the ones you missed. I know there's a movie called Mother's Day that came out, I believe, in 1980 or 1983. I never saw it. Yeah, and, I, that came up on a lot of lists. But if you search the interwebs for such things, right. but I'm like, I can't speak to this. I just, yes. I mean, not that obviously not that I'm averse to parroting things other people say. See also my right. Wikipedia comment. But yes, the the point is, nobody has ever emailed us and said, "Hey, you guys have yet to do a show about the movie Mother's Day." So guess what? This isn't going to be one either. We'll have our top ten list. We'll have some seggies and we'll have some fun and. And maybe we'll tell a tear-jerking story about our own moms somewhere along the way. How does that sound? And Brad? just maybe we'll learn a valuable lesson about ourselves, Steve. I'm I'm betting that does happen. Before we get started with the fun, it's time to quickly introduce a new sponsor. It's Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Did you know a healthy diet can boost a healthy immune system? There's a lot of information going around right now on how to keep yourself healthy and virus-free. Awaken 180 Weight Loss wants you to know that along with other important preventative measures, eating healthy can help strengthen your immune system too. Mm. If your body is preoccupied cleaning up from unhealthy foods, like those ho-hos, Steve, then it isn't able to invest energy in fighting off new diseases, and you may be more likely to get sick and stay sick longer. But with Awaken 180 Weight Loss, you can become your healthiest self while still being socially responsible. Instead of gaining weight while stuck at home, why not lose weight? With Awaken 180 Weight Loss, you'll receive weekly one-on-one virtual coaching, the tools, and foods, all from the comfort of your own home. Make the most of staying at home and call the solution for weight loss, Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Call it. How am I going to call them? We don't have a number for them to call. (laughs) Just go online. It's at awaken180weightloss.com. And we're back. And Brad is still looking for the phone to call Awaken. I know I've got uh, one around here somewhere. It's shaped like a football. I got it with my Sports Illustrated. Did you ever do that? Did you ever in the 80s? Were you a subscriber to Sports Illustrated? I was. I think we had it for a while. My dad would get it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I got it, but I never I, got the phone. I got like I got like little, um, you know, uh, like the Super Bowl footballs. book, or yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I got. So I still have some. I think there's like a little basketball and a football from when Florida won the national championship. And if you got the special edition of Sports Illustrated, you got that. But that was that was the uh, '90s, nice. so we can't talk about it. But anyway, yeah. But hey, it did so happen. we promised you a list. A ranking, and we don't. We we used to do rankings all the time. Steve and um, I just don't like to argue anymore. We love the sound effect. I don't know why we got away from it, but um, I, I know our good buddy Chase Squires, who now lives in um, Ecuador. I thought it was Parador. <laughs> Moon over Parador. I think that was an eighties movie, wasn't it? Yeah. I think so anyway, too. it should have been. Anyway, I remember at one point in time he said he liked the countdown, so we're going to do a countdown today in honor of Chase and his new Ecuadorian status. Uh, it has nothing to do with mothers being in Ecuador, I don't think. But uh, So I can't even make a stretch there. So we're going to give them to you, obviously, reverse order. And we'll have some fun. We'll go through this pretty fast, and then we'll 
we'll have <laughs> we'll have some seggies and then um you can all race to the uh post office and send your mom your mother's day card before it's too late please do so here we go number 10 <laughs> lorraine baines aka lorraine mcfly from back to the future I know Brad and I kind of we, we're not sure we see eye to eye on this, but here, here let, yeah. me, let me let me let me play it out for you. Okay, so we see three versions of Lorraine, all played by Leah Thompson. Oh, so much range! First, she's the dumpy old mom, disapproving of Marty's girlfriend for being too uh, slutty. We all make mistakes in life, children. Then suddenly, she's young and in the fifties and hitting on her son, who of course really isn't her son yet. So yes, it sounds creepy, but it's not really creepy. It's pretty creepy. But yeah, I feel creepy for saying that now. <laughs> It's pretty creepy. <laughs> it's creepy. Well, with Marty's parents out of town, don't you think he ought to spend the night? I mean, after all, Dad almost killed him with the car. That's true, Marty. I think maybe you should spend the night. I think you're our responsibility. Well, gee, I don't know. And he can sleep in my room. I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go. And suddenly, at the end of the movie, at least the first movie, which is the only one I'm going to talk about, she's a supportive wife and mom again. Mom, you, you look so thin. Oh, thank you, Marty. George! And everything's fine. And I think what? If you really want to drag Back to the Future 2 into the equation, she's got a boob job. I don't think that makes her a bad mom. Maybe just a... No, maybe bad choices. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to put Lorraine as number 10 only because I think, as I said before, it's not a real deep bench. Yeah, I, and, and I'm I'm a little... You know, I, I hate to bag on Lorraine too much for the beginning of the movie. I mean, she I'd like to say she has a drinking problem because uh, that <laughs> vodka sure went into that juice glass pretty easy. But consider who she's married to. You know, talk about you make choices and they have ramifications. But yeah, can you imagine living with that version of George McFly? Shoot me now. Let's move along. Number nine. Beetlejuice. With uh, Delia Dietz, played by Catherine O'Hara. I'm here with you. I will live with you in this hellhole. But I must express myself. If you don't let me gut out this house and make it my own, I will go insane and I will take you with me! Mm. Now, I, you don't see her on the lists that other people do very often. Uh, that's because they just haven't been thinking. She's terrible. <laughs> She's terrible. She doesn't seem to like anything except for her awful art. She's... Pretty dismissive to, of her daughter Lydia, which basically sets Lydia adrift on her suicidal fantasies. Which, hello, darkness, my old friend. She bullies her husband Charles. She makes fun of Chinese food, which to me is unforgivable. Well, that's beyond the pale. How how is she not ranked <laughs> higher? Yeah. By the way, I, I don't know, Brad. Did you ever watch uh, the TV show Shit's Creek? No, I've heard very good things about it, but I've not watched it. So I'm I'm watching it now. It just finished its run, but it's so it's on Amazon Prime now, and it's on oh, okay. Netflix. And we are on like the fiance and I, who are quarantining together. We usually make cocktails each night, and we watch at least a couple episodes of Shit's Creek. And there's a modern version of Delia Dietz in the TV show, of course, played by Catherine O'Hara. And it's hard oh. when you watch it to to not see. The similarity character in it. Yeah, she's so. just so self-absorbed in this character. is just like, you know, clueless and only really kind of looking out for herself. Yeah. I mean, does she does she come around in the end? Oh, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, she's not yeah. villainous at the end, but she's no... 
No. You know. Yeah. She's no Mr. Mom, but uh, she's not anyway, even Mrs. Mom. I, she's not even Mrs. Mom. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I thought about trying to find a way to put Terry Gar from Mr. Mom on this list, but it's just like you can't do it. She's basically the bread earner, and you can't put her on the, the Yeah. The, uh, last we march on. Number eight. Number eight, 16 Candles, Mrs. Baker. Now, don't give me that pouty look of yours. You can eat your carrots when you get home. That's it? You don't have anything else to say to me today? What would you like me to say, Sam? Come on now, honey. You're going to miss the bus. Have a good day. Yes, she forgets her daughter's 16th birthday. Not just her birthday, but a big one. And can't remember the last name of her daughter's fiancé. Well, actually, she and her husband kind of trade that off. Dad and I have to go to the club for dinner with the rice checks. Rice checks. Speaking of which, I do really enjoy rice checks if you want to send me some breakfast cereal. I do like rice checks, too. She's played by Carlin Glynn, the real-life mom to Mary Stuart Masterson. We tried to get Mary Stuart on the on the pod today to talk about her mom, but she wasn't available. Mary Stuart's probably best remembered for some kind of wonderful, and chances are... The actress, I mean, she she was in a handful of other 80s flicks, but she's obviously, today she's retired as an actress, so she's probably better remembered as a singer. This was another one where we went back and forth about bad mom, good mom. But I mean, and we, and we did the same when we did the Father's Day show, like, Mr. Baker, is he a bad dad, good dad? And I think ultimately we said good dad. But I think the mom is a little bit more... Yeah, is this you the know. double standard sneaking in? Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's not it's not as well developed of a character. I mean, l- let me ask you, Brad, because I, I I had a sister and she turned sixteen when I was in college, so okay. I wasn't there for any big celebration. So I, I have no recollection of any sort of sweet sixteen drama. You you have a sister? Is she older or younger than you? I have an older sister and a younger sister. Okay, now, do you remember their 16th birthdays? No, nothing. <laughs> Drawing a complete blank. Oh, that's all we have for this week. <laughs> well, the next the thing week is, we'll 16 is the driver's license birthday, so I'm sure my sister got her driver's license, but I don't remember any other anything else beyond that. And yeah. Like with you, I was in college when my younger sister turned 16, so that was just not on my radar at all. Right. I, honestly, I don't remember my kid's 16th birthday. <laughs> I'm sure it was a very important day for them both. Bad dad. I know. But I do know when their birthday is. And we march on. Number seven. Better off dead. Lane's mom. Hello, Lane. How was your day? Beth broke up with me. Oh, that's nice. Okay, let's go into all of the faults of the part played by Kim Darby. She, She can't cook or the damn, but she still is cooking, which is even worse. Uh, she gives lousy Christmas presents. Know your limitations, Freddie. <laughs> exactly. You know, know how to order takeout if you can't cook. She leaves notes on Lane's head while he's sleeping. She buys aardvark coats. Clueless. Her son is yeah. entertaining hookers in his room, and she doesn't have any idea. Right. Well, that's probably uh, that maybe her best quality. Uh, um, the thing that pains me the most about this is is Kim Darby, who was the original little girl in the john wayne true grit yeah i i didn't i didn't see the original one i only saw the remake i hadn't seen the original i saw the remake and it just it blew me away and yeah, so then fantastic. i kind of i sought out the original just to watch yeah. it and it's you know it's worth seeing and she's yeah. really quite good in it but it's just sure. such a 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, okay, you're in this 1969 movie, really, you know, signature role. Now here you are in 1985 playing a complete, you know, yeah, loser so- mom. What's what's not funny, ironic maybe? I don't know the word. It's I'm not, not funny, with Steve. The words today. It's not funny, Steve. The other movie that I think of when I think of Kim Darby is Teen Wolf 2, where she plays the werewolf professor. Spoiler alert. What? Opposite uh, Jason Bateman. Uh, yeah. Gosh, yet another reason I've never seen that movie. It's not. It is not to be watched. Not to. Except for there's a lot of songs by Oingo Boingo in there, which is nice. Oh, well. You know, how bad can that be? Not bad at all. Let's move on. Number six. Number six. Another questionable pick. I think we're going to get some pushback on this one, but this one's from Aliens. It's the Queen. We better get back because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I argue that she is a bad mom because she is killing all the humans. Well, you know, if you go to see the alien version of this movie, the humans are the bad guy. So, you know, it just depends on your frame of reference, I think. Uh, Since this is a human-based podcast by humans for humans, it's probably okay for us to put her in the bad mom category. Yeah, yeah. She is trying to uh, ensure the survivor of her species. So maybe she could be considered a good mom. Yeah, but um, maybe. I I don't know. Not on this show, damn it. Hey, we'll take a break in the action here. We'll let people stew on the queen for a while while we remind you that one of our sponsors is Bet Online. And actually, I think this might be, hey, Brad, I think this might be the final appearance of our Bet Online sponsor commercials, which is going to be sad because I really do enjoy having fun with this one. Yeah. <laughs> He's not the best color man in the world for nothing. <laughs> With currently no NBA, no NHL, no NLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, Brad, we are going to be wrong for the very last time. Uh, Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on from their online casino to poker and blackjack as they bring the Vegas to you. I, I will miss having the Vegas brought to me. They're bringing me the Vegas? Yes. Curbside delivery. Does it come in a plane wrap package? It's a hands-off I don't want my neighbors yes. to know I have the Vegas. I, I'm supposed to go to Vegas in August to see Sting. I don't think that's going to happen. So I, maybe they can bring the Sting to me. That anyway, would be the okay. Yeah, I digress. Missing the NFL? No problem. Steve is going to slur this next line. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can wager on. Wow, that's like two shows Boom. in a row that I got it. All this Gatorade is paying off. Anyway, Brad, if you're into online betting, which I know you are, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. I, I got to admit, I'm, I'm really intrigued by that. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm really going to consider that. I'm waiting for betting on the next season of Great British Bake Off. I'll get You know, totally I finally saw that. that. I finally saw an episode the other day. Yeah. My first one. And I, I really loved it. It's fantastic. It really is quite good. But I just, I just wanted to say that. I know you. I know it's important to you, and so I did watch it, and I liked it. <laughs> At this point, I should say that Bet Online is open twenty four hours a day. That's all the hours, by the way, and it's all online. Visit the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device. I love how they always want us to say mobile device. And join today to receive your new welcome bonus. Bet Online, we will miss you. You are our online wagering solution. And now. Till we 
Adios, au revoir, à When they say mobile device, does that mean my car? Yes. Okay. Use your car to join today. My bicycle that I wanted to buy. I tell you, we were trying to buy bicycles ever since we've been in quarantine, but there's no bicycles to be had, like on the internet, not at Walmart, not at Target. Weird. So, no, everyone. Everyone sold out bicycles. I look out the window right now. I just see people riding around on bicycles that I should have owned. <laughs> the next career opportunity for you is to be a bike thief. Ooh. It's tempting. Yeah. Anyway, let's continue the list down to the top five. These are the top five worst movie moms. Are you ready, Brad? We're getting into the meat of the list now. Yeah. I don't think there's any um, going to be as much people arguing about this. Uh, here we go. Number five. I only dropped you once. No. Uh, well, maybe twice. No. No. That's the Goonies, Mama Fratelli. Uh, She's the uh, mastermind. Of the Family of Thieves, played by the late Anne Ramsey. Um, I just saw the movie a few weeks ago. I think we talked about that on the podcast. We did. I don't know if you saw it, but there's a reunion of the Goonies cast that is on YouTube. I so saw you that in, happened. Yeah, we watched it. It's really fun. What you did? And yeah, you yeah. liked it? Hey, Mikey, the, he likes it. I I didn't like the the movie. I liked the reunion. That's what I'm saying. I'm surprised you yeah. like anything had anything to do with it. It had Spielberg. Maybe there's hope for had, you yet. It had Spielberg. It had um, Cindy Lauper. It had the, all the original cast. It was all via Zoom, but it was fun. Nice. Oh, cool. If you, if you haven't seen it out there, go Google Goonies Reunion on YouTube. You'll you're do they like just it. like commentary track the whole movie, or do they just they talk about their like favorite quick memories? They, okay. they they recreate some scenes. They all like recreate one of their famous lines. Stuff Excellent. like that. Does Spielberg do the truffle shuffle? No. Uh, he's not on it for too long. That he, would have broken the internet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, number four. This one's going to sound familiar. Number four. Who the hell are you? I'm Owen's friend. Owen doesn't have a friend. That's because he's shy. No, he's not. He's fat and he's stupid. Get out of my house. That's Ann Ramsey again with Throw Mama from the Train. I almost feel like this should be ranked higher. She is just despicable and just delicious you could tell she's having a great time playing this part she's so bad that her only son wants to kill her but i know it's it's fantastic it's a fantastic character yeah it's a great idea for a movie you know it's not one of those ones that we name check like ever on the show ever it's kind of weird right yeah, I have been known to say that it's sultry out, and yeah. no one ever knows what that I'm talking that's about. The night was sultry. Anyway, Anne Ramsey, we miss you. Here we go. Top three. Number three. We're dipping back into the well again. It's Better Off Dead's Ricky's mom. Is that Maya boy bothering you? Little Ricky's been looking all over for you. We've been worried sick. Aww. This is Smith. Played by the late Laura Waterbury. Rest in peace, Laura. She basically signs up for an exchange student so that she can pair her son off with her when she shows up. And then later in the movie, she blows herself up drinking lighter fluid while smoking. Jennifer, this is fabulous liqueur. Reminds me of the moonshine Ricky's dead pappy used to make. (laughs) God bless him. Mrs. Smith, no way. Yeah. Chris, is that boy bothering you? (laughs) (laughs) 
That's an infamous character. If I recall correctly, it was her first movie appearance. I think her debut on screen. And then she went on to, oh, yeah? to, to be in about, I don't know, 10 or so other movies in the 80s. Like really bit parts. But she, but she you know, yeah. she got noticed on this. And, and that's, that's great. And I remember reading something recently. Diane Franklin said she was just the nicest person. Oh, I bet. I totally bet. We should get Diane Franklin on the so, show. I'll, I'll try again on that. I haven't really tried. I talked to her once in person, and she said she'd do it. I just need to remind her. Uh, here we go. The top two. Number two. Friday the 13th, Jason's mom, Mrs. Voorhees. Steve should never have opened this place again. There's been too much trouble here. Did you know that a young boy drowned the year before those two others were killed? Did, did you watch yes. this movie? I mean, you probably saw it on VHS the first time, right? Because we would have been too young to see uh, it in yeah. I've seen it, but I didn't see it when it was first out. No. no. I needed it on a small screen, so it didn't have as much impact on my sensitive psyche. <laughs> I, I don't – as we've talked about this before. I don't like horror movies. But at that yeah, time – me either. At that time, horror movies were, were everything. And so you, you had to watch those. Like you, you'd go over to your friend's house and, the, and your friend's mom, the bad friend's mom or the friend's bad mom, would, would rent this. You know, you'd watch it, and then you wouldn't be able to sleep the rest of the night. Yeah, but but basically the idea is Jason's mom, Mrs. Voorhees, um, spoilers, spoiler, kills all the camp counselors to avenge her son's accidental death. Mm. She was played by Betsy Palmer in the original film, and I think she makes a cameo in part two or three. And she only took the job, infamously, we all know this, because she needed ten thousand dollars to buy a new car, and she hated the film. So I didn't know that. Oh, yep. that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those weird movies. I mean, movies like this have weird stories. That's just the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> Thus bringing a strange energy to the character, which translated well to the film. I, I don't remember. Hello, children. In fact, I had, to, I had to go Google the movie to confirm that she was the killer. Because it didn't, it didn't make sense to me, even remembering something. Because I probably haven't seen it in, I don't know, 30 years. Easily, I, I, it's not something I queue up. I don't own it. Yeah, hard to believe, but it's true. I don't own the number one movie on our list either. But here it is. Number one. Known, you know where to find the boys and the boobs. Mommy dearest, I think everyone saw this one coming, right, Brad? I hope so. If you did the reading before we got to the podcast, yes. Oddly enough, this is the only true life character on our list. I guess that's good, right? <laughs> You wouldn't want. Yeah, I hope so. You well, wouldn't want. You, um, you wouldn't want uh, throw Mama from the train's character to be a real person. Faye Dunaway, or Jason's mom. Yeah, Faye Dunaway played Joan Crawford, whose story is told by her daughter Christina. And we could tell you all the horrible things that Joan Crawford does to Christina in the course of this movie. It would literally take another thirty or forty-five minutes. She's not a nice lady. <laughs> If you haven't seen it, would you recommend it? Have you seen it? I've seen it a few times. I have seen it, yes. I've seen it. But it's not like one of those – it's not one of those movies that you say, oh, hey, it's Friday night. Let's sit down and pop in Mommy Dearest. Yeah. You know? It's one of those movies that you appreciate more than you enjoy, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it got – critics hated it, but – Here's the important thing. It just has – there's so much pop culture reference coming out of it, like yes. just the no more wire hangers and right. stuff. Joan Crawford 
races her daughter in swimming and intentionally beats her every time. She <laughs> cuts off all her hair. She beats her with wire hangers. She sends her to a nunnery. Get thee to a nunnery. She takes her acting job away from her. Um, I'm trying to think what else she does. There's more. It's just, just horrible. Just it's psychological just, damage. Yeah, it's <laughs> just completely nasty. ruins her. Completely ruins her. Uh, it was notoriously, as I mentioned, uh, poorly received. Um, Faye Dunaway actually refused to talk about the movie in many of her interviews that she did in subsequent hmm. years. She did eventually say she regretted taking the part and blamed the failure of the movie for causing her decline in Hollywood. There you go. There you have it. That's our list, boys and girls. Could I be more excited? Brad, which of these? Yes. Brad, which <laughs> of these movies uh, best reflect our own moms? Oh, seriously? <laughs> None of these moms are anything remotely like my mother. Um, I mean, I've talked a little bit on the pod before about how my dad was kind of not super involved in my childhood. My mom raised me. She was awesome. You know, she didn't have time to be cooking weird glop food out of Better Homes and Gardens when the magazine got wet. She had to keep us fed so we didn't all riot. <laughs> yeah. I would say the same. None, none of these moms. I, my mom has like some elements of each one. My mom, my mom is not snobby at all, so she's not at all like Delia from Beetlejuice. Not, not at all. She, she doesn't have a criminal bone in her body, so she's, not, she's no Mama Fratelli. She doesn't have the Mama no Fratelli. No Mama Fratelli. She was a pretty good cook. Um, and she Stephen me, loves his mother. <laughs> she, 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 was a, she was a pretty good cook, and she taught me how to cook. But I will say she had some weird specialties, kind of like uh, Lane's mom in Better Off Dead. Like, oh, like okay. She, Fraunch she to, fries. Uh, she liked Fraunch to make dressing. She liked to make spam a lot, and she still does make spam a lot. Mm. And she would grill it. Or she'd make my dad grill it on the grill with barbecue sauce, or she would um, she would bread it and deep fry it and stuff like that. Oh my! And then gosh. the other other how thing are, that she, how are you still alive, dude? <laughs> explains my blood pressure problem. And and I was talking to her just the other day, and she was she was talking about how she had made spam fried rice, which actually that sounds okay. You know, okay, I bet I could go with a bowl of that right now. Yeah, that sounds pretty right. good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the weirdest thing she ever made was she used to take hot dogs and split them in half and then cover them with barbecue sauce and bake them. And then, oh, and put um, Parmesan cheese on top. Ah, some cheese. So that was, that was pretty, and she still does that. I know she, I've talked to her on the phone and she says that she's doing the barbecue hot dogs in the, in the oven. That, that literally turns. That's so funny. That's about the closest. It's funny you would talk about cooking. My mom, when she was first getting married, her mother, my grandmother, asked her, so do you want me to teach you how to cook? And my mom looked her in the eye and said, any dummy that can read can cook. (laughs) Uh, Which is is a story that she regrets telling me because I delighted it so much. I tell it all the time. And I would would modify that. I would say any dummy that can follow directions can cook. Well, yeah. You You still have to know how to fold ingredients together. So. Know the tactics, yes. Speaking of tactics, there's one tactic we have left for this show. The Seggies. Ah, the mystical refrain that is listener mailbag. We don't seem to get as many Ooh. really amazing stories lately. I think, you know, you people have been holed up in your homes for two months now. Send us some letters. I mean, unless your life is really not that interesting. I think everyone is kind of focusing on their own 
getting through their day. Yeah, that's true. That's I'm my take. Get through my day as soon as this show is over. We had a letter from Nate Chops Johnson who was referring to our Kenny Rogers Memorial show that we did probably a month or so ago now, I guess. So, Brad, why don't you do the honors? Nothing would please me more. Nate writes, Hey, guys. Just wanted to say thank you for the spotlight on Kenny Rogers after his passing. It is one of my favorite episodes. Kenny was a huge part of my family's music selection when road tripping or just hanging out by the record player, eight-track combo stereo system. (laughs) And it was my very first concert. I was six years old. It was his white suit era. The whole family went. Jerry Seinfeld was one of the opening acts. What? That's amazing. I barely remember that part of the show except for asking my grandpa when the boring man on stage is going to quit talking and the music would start. Oh, sick burn. Then the Gatlin brothers came out. I remember the whole Civic Center erupting with flashbulbs when they started walking Kenny through the aisles towards the stage. My six foot five grandfather put me on his shoulder so I could see. And of course, Six Pack was a favorite when I was a kid. His passing was a sad moment for me and my family. The tribute you did was touching and a wonderful jaunt down memory lane. Keep up the good work, gents. I was then and am now forever stuck in the 80s. Nate Chops Johnson. Oh, wow. That's nice. Thank you. Yeah, that thanks, a, Nate. I, that was a fun show to record, you know, even even though it was sad, yeah. I guess. So <laughs> I, I think I teared up a little bit towards the end. I always tear up at the very end of almost every show, to be honest. I don't know if you can hear that in the recordings, but I get a little sad. He's like, oh, gosh, I'm still stuck with this Williams guy. <laughs> if you have a letter for us, uh, send it, of course, to podcast at SIT80s.com. Ah, the mysterious refrain. Is it mysterious? Is it really mysterious? Why do I have to keep getting I feel very mystified. It is the theme song to I Want My Mystery TV Thorn in Your Side. Yeah, I know. Mystery TV theme song time. We'll play a snippet of a theme song from a TV show in the 80s. If you know it, you write us in. We promise you a postal-friendly bottle opener. And then whenever Brad gets back to work in an office building, you might actually get them sent to you. And we apologize for that. Maybe I could just order some envelopes online. (laughs) Maybe. I've got some here, but they're the kind you have to lick. I don't, I don't know if that matters to you. Um, yes. I know. I actually, I licked the Mother's Day card that I sent off this morning, and I, by, I, I almost gagged by the time I was done. So, You can use a sponge, you know. I Well, that's, yeah. The fiance was like, where's the sponge for envelopes? I'm like, what sponge for envelopes? I don't have a sponge for envelopes. Anyway, pay attention. Here was the mystery theme song from two episodes ago. That's the theme to the TV version of Blue Thunder. We talked about this once on a previous show, right? Yeah, and it was so memorable to me then. I completely forgot about it until someone pointed it out to me. But uh, <laughs> I really like this theme song. It's it's snappy. Snappy. It feels almost more like a like a you know some anime spaceship 
show theme song. Yeah. Well, we talked about it back on episode 410, I guess three years ago, uh, movies that were turned into TV shows. Oh, I remember talking about Fast Times, which I really enjoyed the TV series. Yeah, and I did Alien Nation, and your your friend Mike Pajaro. Yeah. Uh, he and I used to work at Disney together for a short period of time. He, he did Blue Thunder. That's right. Anyway, not a whole lot of people got it, but Brad's going to read their names anyway. We do have winners. Here they are. Well, it only it was on for 11 episodes. I'm just amazed at you listeners that anybody gets these. You, you're all far too clever. Winners this week include Joseph Perdue, Tom Corn in Austria, Buck from Wally World, and Jeremy in St. Pete, Florida, who writes, The episode's TV theme song is from the second best helicopter show of the 80s, Blue Thunder. I was more of an airwolf kid, but I did enjoy Bubba Smith and Dick Butkus in Blue Thunder and Dana Carvey, too. I'd forgot Dana Carvey was in it. I, you could call A-Team a helicopter movie, couldn't you? Because they had the helicopter. Uh... Did, I thought they had yes. a van. They had the helicopter, too. The, um, the Mad Dog was the pilot. That was a trivia question. Oh, that's right. Cruise. That was anyway. a trivia question that we aborted, if I remember yeah. correctly, because <laughs> it was deemed too difficult by someone yep. who only watches soap operas. Right. Who could that be? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, spin the wheel, and let's find out who the winner is. Uh. And it looks like it's going to land on Jeremy and St. Pete. You are the winner. If you've already gotten a postal-friendly bottle opener, let us know. We'll find something else for you. In the meantime, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery TV theme song. If you know it, email us at podcast at sat80s.com. And tune in soon to find out if you're a winner. Hey, that's all the time we have for this week. We hope you enjoyed our list of the worst movie moms of the 80s. If you didn't like it, well, as Brad likes to say, what does Brad always say to me? Double your money back or suck it up, buttercup. Oh. Oh. Say hi to your mom for me. Because Brad and I are right here, hopelessly, stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Media Network. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or the CLNS Media mobile app.